Yesterday morning, I visited two of America's favorite retail establishments and had a somewhat contentious encounter at each one. Now, before you even tell me what they are, I would like to bring up that yesterday on the show, you also talked about how you were kind of rude to a parking attendant. So I ask you two things. One, are you just the rude person? And two, my point is, I think it might be you. No, I'm not the rude person, but I do think that this is like the universe retaliating. It's the it's the negative wave that I put out into the universe coming back to me. Oh, the boomerang. The boomerang. Yeah. Yeah. So it came back to me twofold. Mm-hmm. The first one when it was when I was in line at Starbucks and the Starbucks that I go to, it was so backed up. They were very clearly like in trouble, the, you know, slammed, slammed. They even said like, you could just hear the fatigue in the drive through speaker. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. well, the line at this particular Starbucks, it sometimes circles the building. And if you were in this certain position, um, kind of near where the drive through exit is you can't pull ahead and make your turn because then you'll be blocking. You'll just create this. this it, it's a don't block the box situation. I, you know, remember the game snake? Yeah. That's what this is. Yes. If you pull up, you're going to crash into your own tail and you're going to ruin Starbucks for everyone. Mm-hmm. So I'm just sitting there with my turn signal line indicating that I will be making a left-hand turn to get into line, into the line once the traffic clears. And the person behind me, even though they could see that the line was backed up, mm-hmm. didn't understand what was happening, was honking, like friendly honk at first, bigger honk, and got out of their <gasps> car and came to my window. That's so dangerous, first of all. For that person, they don't know who you are. You could be a lunatic. Right. The guy says to me, is there a reason you're not going? And I said, yeah, because that's the line for the drive-thru and I can't turn into it without blocking the traffic. And he said, oh, and he looked and then he tried, you could see his brain trying to find a solution to the situation that would allow him to save face a little bit. Yeah. And then he just said, oh, again, and got back in his car. So that was number one. I would like to, let's have a life lesson here. Don't approach people in their cars. I know. Like, you don't know who you're approaching. It could be a lunatic. I see stories on the news all the time of like, so-and-so was shot after a confrontation about yeah. whatever. Yeah. I don't really care what the confrontation about is about, like what the argument's about. You shouldn't risk your life for it. Yeah. And, you know, if someone annoys you in traffic, like, just don't get out of your car. Okay. Right. The, whatever causes... The root cause of the road rage is probably is never deserving of the word rage. No. If you find yourself like hitting the rage point, maybe download a meditation app on your phone, zen out for like, you know, 10 seconds, take a breath and then proceed. So that's number one. Number two is uh, I go to Costco and went into I was waiting for Callie to pick me up because I was getting new tires on the car. And so I'm sitting in the little food court plaza thing, enjoying my slice of Costco pizza, which is a, which is a a treat. It's delicious pizza. And I never think, even though it's only like a 
buck and a half for a slice of pizza, I never think, oh, I should go to Costco for lunch. Mm -hmm. So I took a picture of the delicious Costco pizza that was before me. Mm -hmm. One of the first comments I got was a woman who simply wrote 18 Weight Watchers points. That was her response to my picture of the Costco pizza. I don't need to know that right now. She totally stole your joy. That's the equivalent of the thing that that I think we talk about at every Halloween, but every radio station in the country talks about how long you have to be on the treadmill for in order to burn off one mini Butterfinger. Yeah, you don't care. Enjoy yourself. I'm eating my pizza. I think the Weight Watchers points are actually proportionate to the price. So, because it was only a buck and a half, that it's only, that that is a deduction on Weight Watchers points. I wouldn't even, you know, fixate on that because you're not on Weight Watchers, but you know, I, and I think it's fine because you know what person who was concerned with the Weight Watcher points, uh, he was there buying smaller pants also. Yeah, that's true. I was like, you're buying pants at Costco? And then you, Jeff, give me like the most judgmental look ever. He's like, yeah, they sell lucky pants at Costco. So Jeff got himself some smaller pants because his current pants are too big. So let him enjoy his pizza and then, you know, whatever. The upside means living in gratitude, finding the positive in every experience, and helping other people do the same. You are now part of the movement. Welcome to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. I. How do I start this normally? Today, Today is, is May 19th. Okay. Today I was is... I was thinking of what I was grateful for. Uh, today is Thursday, May 19th. My name is Jeff Dollar, and I'm grateful for Lucky Brand jeans because they have been my go-to jeans for- A decade. For more than that. Yeah. For 20 years. But I, I'm pretty sure when I started, like they're, they're progressing along with my life because I think when I started wearing them, they were a little fancy. Mm-hmm. Like they were a little fancier than like Levi's which is what I grew up, grew up wearing like Wrangler and Levi's. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, once I, I got a job that, that was paying well or whatever, then I got a little fancy. I got to buy these like name brand jeans. I went with Lucky and I've, I've just, I love Lucky jeans, mm-hmm. right? I love the vibe. I even loved going to the stores. Mm-hmm. It's just a cool vibe. But the Lucky jeans that I bought yesterday were at Costco and they were like $28 and there was a $6 coupon. Like an automatic coupon, which I don't understand automatic coupons. Just, just discount, discount the price. Thing. Yeah. But there's got to be some accounting reason to do it. But it was like, there were $22 for a pair of, of pants. $22 for pants. Mm-hmm. $22 for pants. And $1.50 slice of pizza. Are you asking me to join in your excitement? <laughs> well, I just think that Lucky Jeans are not, don't have the sizzle that they used to have, but I don't care. They're my brand. Well, somebody at Lucky Sizzling, if they made a deal with Costco... Costco's place in orders. Good point. My name is Callie Dollar, and I am grateful for easily accessible food. We are in the midst of a move, and we have had takeout probably like every night for over a week now, which we don't normally do. It's not all unhealthy. We've ordered like last night, we, we had sushi, you know, like we stuff like that. But I am so grateful that we have the ability to have food close to us and that it can also be delivered when we're in a pinch. And I just think that's really cool. Isn't it awesome that that 
an upside, if you will, of the past couple of years and, and the chaos is that it's now acceptable to have food delivered that you normally would never just, I mean, three years ago, if you were having food delivered to your house, it was either Chinese pizza or wings. Yeah. And that was it. I will say, and I feel like this is a place where I have to, where I have to say this and I've had this like in my head for a couple of days now, but one of the things that I've learned and hadn't really thought about, and it's kind of like, you know, more when you learn more and then it's kind of things that stick with you in your life. And, you know, there's been this horrible story out of Buffalo, New York about the grocery store, um, shooting there. And one thing that, I mean, I've thought a lot of things, but one thing that has made me grateful is the access that I have to grocery stores and also to food, because I didn't really think about how in some areas, of the world really, but in this country too, where it is really hard for people to have access even to a grocery store. They call um, it like if there's not a convenient bus line or anything like that. So they I call them really food, grateful. um, food deserts. Yeah. It's, and that just really bums me out. I mean, it's an understatement, but I'm really, I take for so for granted that I have food right around me and that I have a way to get to it. And, um, so it shifted my perspective a lot this week. Healthy food. Because a lot of those food desert situations, are you bringing this up because of, I read a story. I am struggling to read stories about the shooting in Buffalo because that supermarket tops supermarket, like my uncle used to be the manager of a Tops no supermarket. Way. Yeah, not in Buffalo, but it's in upstate New York. I think that my dad has shopped there. Like, mm -hmm. I don't think it's his regular go-to supermarket, but there's You're a You're familiar with the chain. I'm familiar with it. And like, I used to, when, when I would get a paycheck and cash it, like I would cash it at the customer service. Oh, really? At Tops? At Tops supermarket, because whatever the fee was, they would give it back to you in a grocery store card. So then you can immediately go buy like a sandwich or whatever. Oh, that's cool. Like $2 to cash it, but then you get a card. Well, anyways, that's beside the point. Uh, but did you see the story that because that supermarket is closed for the foreseeable future, that neighborhood does not have access to groceries because it's the only grocery store within X number of miles. X number of miles and the only walkable grocery store right. for a lot of people in that neighborhood. So it's one of these things that kind of makes me stop in my tracks and really be grateful for something that I take take for granted every single day, which is having a grocery store near me, multiple ones, being able to have food delivered and having a car to go get that food. So I, it's, you know, there's been a lot of perspectives for me shifted this week, but that's one of them. And, you know, that's why I brought that up is I think sometimes we forget the small little things that. It's easy to you know. say we're grateful for having food delivered or we're, we're grateful for a dollar fifty making that we're able to make fun of a dollar fifty slice of pizza, mm -hmm. you know, at a Costco when there are. It's just when you're not in that environment, it's that's the point of gratitude. Yeah. It's easy to forget that that's not accessible to everyone. Yeah. Okay. I had a realization about something that is part of me that I don't want to be part of Ellie. So I either want to change it about myself or I want to be so self-aware 
of it that I am able to coach her differently. Mm-hmm. And I, right now, I think it might be the number one thing on the list that I would like Ellie to be different than me about. Okay. I don't want her to be as indecisive as I am. I don't want her to be as analytical. I don't want her to be as data-driven. I don't want her to be as worst-case scenario as me. Because it takes, and if you're a worst-case scenario person, if you're an inherent problem solver like I am, if you are a, if if you're an analysis to paralysis person, you're totally going to get this. But it takes a lot of energy to not make decisions. Yes. It takes a lot of energy to run through every possible outcome and then score them on a scale of least likely to most likely and always have the ones that you pin to be most likely be the most dramatically chaotic. And guess what? They never happen. And you worrying about them is not going to prevent them from happening. No, it's not. It's you're going to be mentally prepared for that happening. Mm -hmm. Right. But even then you're, it's not going to be enough. So I just like, I think of things like the, the fact that I have, that there are thousands of people and millions of people in the world, in the country, but thousands of people who work in radio and move to a new city and immediately buy a new house. And radio is a terrible way to, to it's not a long-term career for the majority of people. Mm-hmm. Like the majority of people work in a city for a couple of years and then they get fired or they get downsized or whatever. And then they got to go find a job at a different city and yep. they sell their house and they move. I've never, I've purchased one house in a city that I've lived in ever because I'm like, well, I'm only signing a three-year contract. So if I buy the house, by the time I get moved in, I'll only be able to enjoy it for a year before then I got started thinking about whether they don't resign my contract. I don't want that for Ellie. Mm-hmm. But we, well, I was talking to you yesterday about a an issue. And you said three times during the conversation, well, why don't you just see if it becomes an issue first? Why don't you just email them back and go A, B, and C? And then if there's an issue, then you bring it, then you address the issue. And I'm like, but listen, if there is an issue, we have to do it like this. And you're like, okay, that's fine. We'll talk about it. If there's an issue, I don't want that for Ellie. Yeah. So I either need to make a critical shift and, and, see if Ellie is motivation enough, right? To see if she is the reason, enough of a reason for me to, to, to stop doing that. Or I have to find, I don't want to hide it from her, but I have to find a way to say, don't be like this. No, I think that is a great way to, I think setting a better example for Ellie is a great way for you to shift that. And I think without, I mean, you have to tell me, cause I, I don't want our marriage to go into like me nagging you about stuff like that. But if I can gently correct when things go in that direction, like I did yesterday where I was like, okay, well let's take the first step first and then see what the guy responds with. And if he says no to you, then, then we'll talk about the next set of options. Like maybe I can help kind of do some of those things. Um, that but does, I, that's not going to stop the, 
the scenario in my brain. Like that's just who I am. Yes. However, I think the more you practice it, because I'm convinced that the more you practice anything, oh, yeah, that's a great point. Yes. you can right. form a new habit. So if you yep. constantly correct yourself, I think eventually it will become more second nature to you until yeah. that becomes automatic. So I think it's just a matter of practicing. And I, what I do like about what you just said is it doesn't matter too much right now, but we're not very far away from it mattering. I think there's a lot of power in you or both of us out loud. Correcting is the wrong word, but like sharing a different perspective. Totally agree. On stuff in front of her so she can see that there's two sides. So when I'm like, well, I don't, we shouldn't, you know, we're not going to buy a house right now, the market and like going down this whatever Mm -hmm. real estate bubble thing. I think her hearing you say stuff like, when, when did, when did you become an expert in residential real estate? Well, that's not what I would say. No, but, but, but yeah, but like s- telling that story mm-hmm. and we, so she can hear that I have no authority to say what I'm saying other than my paranoia. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think that's important. My Insta friend and um, friend of the show, Rhonda, gave me an amazing suggestion for Lily's anxiety. She told me, okay, you know the thunder jackets that dogs wear when they get stressed? Yeah, for like thunderstorms, fireworks, whatever. Yeah, so this is, I think, by the same brand because I immediately recognized the the logo. But it's called Thunder Ease and it's- Thunder Ease! And it's a calming- collar. And what they've done is they- It sounds like something you take for an upset stomach. What? Thunder ease. Oh, that's gross. Um, But it's this little collar. It lasts four weeks. Too much cheese? Thunder ease. Are you done yet? Um, Lasts up to four weeks and it replicates the pheromones that puppies get from their moms. Like, so it's like a calming pheromone thing. Anyway. Thunder ease will help you squeeze. Too too much. That was one too far. Um, so Rhonda told me about the issues. Like, hey, nothing else worked for my dog except for this. It was really great. So I am going to test it out. I have it on Lily now. I'm going to let her wear it for four weeks and see how she does like through the move. And hopefully that gives her some relief. Relief. I just hate seeing her so stressed out and upset about this move. Eat all that cheese. You've got thunder ease. Did I already do a cheese one? I can't remember. I was tuning you out. Ladies and gentlemen, please give it up for your next comedian here at Ellie's Comedy Club. You're going to love this guy. Welcome to the stage, Dad. Everybody is talking about how expensive gas is, but why is nobody discussing chimneys? Those are through the roof. (laughs) 
Little Spoon is a one-stop shop for healthy, easy mealtime and snack time options for your child delivered right to your door. All of their food is free of preservatives, additives, fortifiers, and junk, and it's perfect for kids of all ages. They make organic, fresh baby food, starting with options like pear and zucchini and apple, and then they offer progressions as your baby grows to things with more texture as they transition to table food like blueberry purple carrot overnight oats. Next up is what Ellie is eating which are the plates. They come on a microwavable plate with options like whole wheat penne with marinara and kale and turkey meatballs with a side of broccoli. That's all like one dish. And it's main dishes and sides are all in one. You can pop it in the microwave for 60 seconds and you're done. It's that easy. Plus it's healthy and fresh. Most of the baby and kids food at the grocery store is heavily processed and often on the shelf longer than your baby has been in the world, which is not the quality nutrition our kids deserve. All Little Spoon recipes are nutritionally balanced and free of junk. Plus they're delicious. I've actually been trying them with Ellie and they're so good. Here's the best part. Kids meals are under five bucks and the baby food and smoothies snacks are under three bucks. Save hours in your week that you would have spent grocery shopping and meal planning and order delicious meals and snacks from Little Spoon. Get 50% off your first order by going to littlespoon.com and entering the code UPSIDE at checkout. Again, that's 50% off your first order by going to littlespoon.com and using the code UPSIDE at checkout. Are you one of those people who is a fixer? You want to take care of everyone else. You want to make sure that they're okay. You go above and beyond to take care of others, but you neglect yourself. It is time for you to give you the self-care that you give so generously to others. And BetterHelp Online Therapy can help do that. BetterHelp is a sponsor of The Upside with Callie and Jeff, and we are such advocates of mental health. We are so excited that they have been such a long-time partner with ours. It is time for you to take a step towards taking care of you with therapy. BetterHelp is online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. You don't even have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Give it a try and see why over 2 million people have used BetterHelp online therapy. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and the Upside with Callie and Jeff listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com Upside. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com slash Upside. Upside. A couple of weeks ago, we were at like a summit, right? And the organizers of the event were all like running around like crazy. And I noticed that all of them were wearing Rothy's. And that is not a coincidence. Rothy's are the most comfortable shoes. Not only are they comfortable, but they're also super cute and they have a ton of styles that you can choose from. I wear my loafer style a lot to work. I also wear the sneaker style, which is my favorite. And you can literally take these right out of the box, put them on your feet, wear them for an eight hour day at work or a long weekend at work, and you will not feel like you were wearing brand new shoes because there's no break in period at all. Also, they're machine washable. I wear mine all the time. And when they get a little smelly, I throw them in a cold, delicate cycle and let them air dry. And they look and feel exactly like the shoes did right when they came out of the box. Your new favorite shoes are waiting. Discover the versatile styles you can wear absolutely anywhere and get $20 off your first purchase at rothys.com slash upside. That's R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash upside for $20 off your first order. 
Here are my three random things for today. The beginning of the show, Callie was talking about the proximity of restaurants to our house. I think the closest is McDonald's, right? Mm -hmm. There's a McDonald's uh, two blocks from from where we live. Uh, And there's a chance that we will run into Don Gorski at that McDonald's because he's 68 years old. And every day for the past 50 years, he has had at least one Big Mac. He broke a Guinness World Record a few years ago. How old did you say he was? 68. It's an impressive lifespan for someone that eats Big Macs every day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Big Mac was released in 1967. He ate his first one uh, five years after that. And uh, he made the Guinness Book of World Records in 2018 for eating 30,000. Oh my God, that is so disgusting. Now here's the thing. It says he just keeps going, eating at least one Big Mac and usually two almost every day of his life. A couple of thoughts. Um, number one, I hope that he, the, the all the McDonald's franchisees, franchisors, whatever, in his neighborhood know who he is and they do not charge him. Yes, I would they, hope so. Like McDonald's should be reimbursing them for the whatever. Um, number two... I'm impressed because I get like I get on food kicks and then like a switch. I don't want it anymore. And And you like can't eat it for like a year. It'll come back, Mm -hmm. you know, six months from now or whatever. But they're random things. They're like, oh, my gosh, you know what I want is, um, I don't know, like an open faced turkey sandwich with gravy. Ew. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't know. That pops into my head. So. That's such a terrible example because that, is that sold at any restaurant? No, anywhere you're bad at examples. But um, whatever. For a while, you were on like a sandwich kick, a sub kick. Okay. And then I'll eat, like, let's say a meatball sub. Okay. Like, let's say I get a meatball sub every day for a week. All of a sudden, like a switch. I don't want meatball subs anymore. Yeah. And I'm not going to want them for six months, nine yeah. months, a year. Mm-hmm. This guy, 50 years. I can't do anything that long. If he's had 30,000 Big Macs, every Big Mac has two all-beef patties. Oh, that, that makes me want to vomit. That's 60,000 patties. I wonder how many entire cows I was see. just thinking that. Hmm. Uh, my second random thing is the number one hazard for pets in the home. Callie, what do you think it is? Plants. Human beings pulling out of the driveway. Oh, <gasps> that's really sad. Um, and my third random thing is... Here are some, some, some micro-anxieties that you can tackle. Um, this was a column in Domino Magazine. They did not call these micro-anxieties, but they said if you check these boxes, seven boxes, you will wake up tomorrow in a better mood than you woke up today. Okay. And it's so true. So today, do the following. Get rid of single socks. You know, the ones that oh, are living. Oh, those drive me crazy. Yeah. The ones that have been living on your dresser for two months. Mm-hmm. The ones that have been living on the dryer for two months. Mm-hmm. Get rid of them. Get rid of the single socks. Get rid of the Tupperware that doesn't have a lid or the lids that don't have a Tupperware. Any plastic stuff. Yes. Get rid of it. Hangers. If you are a person who appreciates matched hangers and you've got four or five outliers, get rid of those. They're hangers. They're not expensive. They're not made of platinum. Get rid of them. Half-used candles, bye-bye. Expired beauty products and medicines, 
Bye bye. You know they're expired. You look at it in the drawer and you're like, I bought that aspirin when Bill Clinton was president. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, I can't take that anymore, but you don't throw it out. It just lives in there. Get rid of it. And uh, finally, the worn out underwear that you don't wear anymore, but it's just in the drawer, you know, in case of emergency, hmm. in case all of your other underwear is used. Those are my three random things. Thank you for listening to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. Most people learn about The Upside from their friends. Please tell everyone you know about this podcast so the amazing Upside community can continue to grow. Two items of business. First of all, today I want to say happy one-year podcast anniversary to Moms on Call. Man, they have been through it with us. They were the very first show that we were kind of, I mean, you know, we had Cheaties and Certified Mama's Boy that Jeff was just, you know, basically like friends with and giving advice to or whatever. Moms on Call was like kind of our first guinea pig client to see what we could do. And then they were the first people to say, yeah, go sell, go sell advertising for our show, which is super cool. So they have been podcasting for a year. It has been such an honor to be able to work with them and happy anniversary to those guys. Happy pod birthday, pod, pod day, pod birth, pod birthday. I think you can do better than that. Podiversary. Yeah, podiversary, okay. that's better. Um, and the second thing is I have my first three recording sessions set up for Adult AF, which is a podcast that I'm executive producing. And I am being, I am very intentionally leaving Jeff out of the process. I have a um, audio producer that's not Jeff. I don't, I'm executive producing it from top to bottom. I'm not really asking his advice. I picked out the theme song. I did the artwork myself because I feel like I need to prove to myself that I can. And I wanna see if I have the vision to be able to take something from my head to podcasting and make it successful, which I think, you know, I'm excited about. It's funny to me that you even question that because I always ask your advice mm -hmm. on podcast stuff. I always ask you for things that I look going back to what we were talking about earlier uh, would paralyze me with indecision, like picking out theme music or even narrowing down like mm -hmm. audio and stuff like that. Um, I always ask your input on that. And 100% of the stuff that you have shared with me so far about the podcast mm -hmm. has all been fantastic. Yeah. Like, I mean, you haven't, I think you've told me who a couple of the guests are. And let me, if I'm understanding correctly, this is basically an extension. This was born out of the kind of the bonus episodes that we're doing right now with Path to College, right? It, yeah. You, a, as we start to explore things like starting a 529 fund for Ellie or getting our will in order or picking out life insurance, et cetera, et cetera. Callie's like, there are so many things that I should know, but I don't. Yeah, and the way I've been um, producing these, like I have been writing, um, it's not gonna be like a typical guest interview, like we'll definitely have guest interviews, but the first part of it's scripted. And then I went through the scripts and like the questions that I wanted to ask the experts that I have so far, and I made them even more simple. 
like some of them, I was like, okay, this is going too deep. Like, I don't want to go that deep. I really want this to be like an encyclopedia of adulting <laughs> so we can just get the basics. What is this? How do I do it? And is this a service? Where do I find out more about it? So I'm really excited about it and I'm really proud of it. And I think it's going to be really cool. And um, hopefully it'll be ready to go in July. So that's what I am. That's what I'm shooting for. Jeff, I'm literally cracking up pulling into work this morning, listening to your story about um, trying to leave the parking garage and yelling at the little machine with Ellie in the back screaming. Oh my God. Thank you for the laugh this morning. Um, I was literally cracking up. People probably think I'm nuts. Love you guys. Bye. Bomba's mission is simple. Make the most comfortable clothes ever and match every item sold with an equal item donated. So when you buy Bombas, you are also giving to someone in need. Bombas designed their socks, shirts, and underwear to be the clothes you can't wait to put on every day. Everything they make is soft, seamless, tagless, and has a luxuriously cozy feel. Bombas are my go-to everyday sock. I'm a huge fan of the performance no-shows. They perfectly hug your feet without feeling bulky or uncomfortable. The best thing about Bombas is that when I'm wearing them, I never notice them. And that's because they're never falling out of place or causing a distraction in my day. There's a pair of Bomba socks for everything you do. You can even search their website by sport for the ultimate performance fit. Socks, underwear, and t-shirts are the three most requested clothing items at homeless shelters. That's why Bombas donates one item for everyone we buy. Go to bombas.com slash upside and get 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash upside for 20% off. Bombas.com slash upside. Hello, Kelly and Jeff. This is Kelly. I hope you guys are doing great. I'm listening to today's podcast, mentioning uh, the name Margarita. And I just want to give a friendly reminder, I'm a Spanish teacher, that Spanish, saying that it's a Spanish name or Spanish families use that name, Spanish means from Spain. So um, sometimes Mexican families use that name or any other country. That's me, Spanish, which is over 20. So just want to give that friendly reminder and be technically correct in saying Spanish-speaking families. Okay. Love you guys. Bye. Hey, Kelly and Jeff. It's Laura and Alpharetta. Uh, I have the answer about your parent problem with your lawnmower parents. The answer is not that they're going to struggle in the workplace. The first and foremost answer is that they're going to struggle to be hired. One of the things that I do when I interview people is test conflict resolution and interpersonal skills. It's not just about the skills you use in the job. It's about the skills you use with your coworkers because otherwise you have problems in your work life and drama that is not appreciated by, I would say, the vast majority of employers. And if you cannot demonstrate conflict resolution and interpersonal skills and growth mindset around your peer relationships and how to handle those, then you are not hireable. So that's number one. Number two, if you do manage to get hired and you have poor interpersonal skills, you have essentially taken away as a parent, your child's ability to perform in the workplace. Children need those safe spaces in schools and colleges in order to test boundaries, learn and make good decisions later in life. Because if you take away those safe spaces for them, 
the only place they have to test those skills of conflict resolution is with their friends. And you can push a boundary with a friend in a vastly different way than you can with a boss or a peer. So please let your children have some safe spaces. As an employer, really appreciate it. This is Molly from Georgia. Um, just wanted to call and weigh in. Jeff was talking about the lawnmower parents, and I'm a counselor, and I go into schools, middle school and high school, and do individual and small group counseling with students Monday through Thursday, and I do private practice on Fridays. And I will tell you regarding the lawnmower parenting, kids are not able to regulate their emotions. They can't properly express anger, sadness, frustration, the negative sorts of emotions that we build and develop um, as we develop like that self-efficacy when we're little that we're supposed to so that we can handle any problems and learn how to handle the problems that come our way. And as a result, we're seeing huge issues with discipline right now. And then we're also seeing issues with anxiety and depression. These kids have not been able to build the coping skills to deal with these emotions because they've never had to figure it out for themselves because their parents are kind of mowing that lawn in front of them. Um, and so it's definitely doing a disservice to our children. And it's just something that I think parents need to think about before they step in a lot of times. And I'm a mom of four and I have to think about it myself sometimes too. What kind of kids do I want to raise? Exactly what you guys were talking about with Ellie. I will try to keep this brief because I have a lot of thoughts about the children. A school teacher for 12 years. They can't do anything by themselves at all other than play on their phones and do TikTok dances. They literally are very incapable of doing anything by themselves, meeting a deadline, turning anything in, bringing a pencil to class is hard. Getting to class is hard and there are zero consequences because of the helicopter lawnmower and any outdoor activity parent who's like, not my baby, don't make my baby feel bad, don't punish my baby. But believe me, we are trying as educators, but we need parent support. And it's, that part is what is actually getting worse. And we're trying. We really are trying. We are, we are as terrified as you are that these kids are leaving us and going out into the world because I'm like, there's, there's no way you're ever going to be able to move out and live on your own because you can't even bring a pencil. I bought some shoes today because I needed them. The old ones are comfortable. I like them. But they couldn't serve me where I was walking to. But when I put them on, I realized they didn't immediately feel good. It was a little discomfort. But I kept them on. And I kept walking. I kept moving. And what I realized was by the end of the day, that discomfort slowly went away. And some of you are starting new journeys, or you need to. And you're scared to put on new shoes because the old ones are comfortable. You're looking for immediate validation, immediate satisfaction, immediate support. And you're not always going to get that. Sometimes you got to keep walking. You got to keep moving until the circumstances and the people around you 
mold and fit to where you're going. Put on your new shoes.